a God of faithfulness and reconciliation. Joshua chapters 21 and 22. As the book of Joshua moves to an end, these chapters record the distribution of the promised land to the various tribes of Israel. This is not just a piece of ancient history. At the end of both chapters, we find something significant about God's will and character. God's word never fails to reveal something about him to us. Jesus said in John 5.39 that the word bears witness of him. In Joshua 21.41, we see that in the midst of each area of land given to a specific tribe were special cities where the Levites were to dwell. The Levites were the priests of Israel, and as priests, they represented the presence of God in the midst of the people. This is reflective of God's heart to dwell with his people. The Levites were also responsible for conducting the sacrifices, leading the people in worship, and in the reading and study of God's word. This reminds us that living sacrificially, worshipfully, and with a focus on God's word should be at the center of our lives. As Christians, we have God in the person of the Holy Spirit dwelling with us and inside of us so that we might live Christ-centered and word-centered lives. This is God's will and desire for our lives. In Joshua 21, 43 to 45, we are told that God distributed the land to his people just as he had promised to do, and that not one of his promises to his people had failed to be fulfilled. Our God will never let us down. We can always trust him to do exactly what he says he will do. Romans eleven twenty nine says that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as God was faithful to fulfill all of his promises to the people of Israel, the promises of God given to us in his eternal word will all come to pass. According to Jeremiah 1.12, God is constantly watching over his word to perform it. Philippians 1.6 assures us that God will complete every good work in us that he has started. The most incontestable truth we can know is that God's will will be done. It is comforting and encouraging to remember this, especially when the world around us is changing and in turmoil. Then, at the end of chapter 22, we see a reconciliation brought about between some of the tribes of Israel that had been at odds with each other. This reminds us that God is a God of reconciliation. The gospel that saves us is a gospel of reconciliation between man and God, brought about by the goodness and mercy of God. In that, as Romans 5.8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus makes reconciliation possible, not only with God, but with each other. Reconciliation pleases God and brings him glory. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says that we have been given a ministry of reconciliation. So, as reconciled people, we should live as reconcilers. The foundation of reconciliation is forgiveness. Because of Christ's finished work on the cross, we have been forgiven of every sin and offense against God and others. As forgiven people, we should be forgiving. This is the mark of a Christian.